two weeks in a row, I believe. You are rocking the Instant Team's lightweight zip-up hoodie. Yeah, it's thanks, man. It's a it's a perfect uh, it's it's a perfect weight. Take the chill out, uh, but not 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 be too much. Hmm. It's that time of the year. It's, it's I know you're a hab- I know you're a habit guy. So I'm just interested. Are we going to see a week three, a week four? Are you going to? This is my go-to this office sweatshirt. So uh, I probably could have gotten away with it without it, but uh, you know. I'm proud of instant teams. They've they've done and continue to do really great things. So uh, shout out to Liza and Erica for what they're doing, what they've done and continue to do. I see their stuff on my feed all the time. I'm like, good job. I don't know why I said kids. Um, It's so, so we're getting to that like resolution time of year where people are like, Oh, I want to do this. Mm. Do people ever ask you about your habits and stuff like that? Because I feel like, because you're like, I don't know anyone else that has a streak like you do from this perspective, but we're getting to that time of year where people are like, Oh, I need to change my life. I need to start running every day for 27 yeah. years or whatever it might be. But right. do people ever ask you about stuff like that? Or like how to start a habit? Like, cause it's, it's interesting cause it's not just the running. There are several other things that are obnoxious as well, but yes, I'm, I'm very obnoxious. Well, I know you're like, you have some like ridiculous things where you're just like, I can't, I, I, cause was it like you started uh, when you got the rowing thing, you were like, I cannot get into a habit like this or I'll never yeah. stop. Right. Yeah. I, but, I, so I, do, I can't, yeah. I can't start do, more streaks. Do people ask you about streaks and habits? And cause I feel like you would be a good person to talk to about that. Yeah. I think, well, I don't, not necessarily. They just think I'm probably think I'm crazy, but really, as you know, it starts with day one and then, uh, Day one turns into day two. And then you got, you kind of go from there. I think that for me personally, if I was to adopt anything in 24, it is, is it's, it's being better at saying no. Uh, mm. So that I can maximize the time. I, there's just, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish and everyone's important, but I can't, I can't, I'm to the point now where I can't say yes to everything what what's on tap for you in 24 do you have any any plans any any resolutions no i don't do those things but i will say this in 20 i I learned how to say no in 2013 i can't remember who told me but someone was like you need to learn how to say no because i was saying yes to everything yeah and it was just getting obnoxious and so i remember in 2013 i I, it wasn't like a resolution i just was like someone giving me that advice and i was like okay well i'm gonna start learning how to do this it's not that you're trying to be like you know, mean to people. It's just like, Hey, like I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to do this. And one, one of the ways uh, that I was able to say no, is I kind of turned it into a yes for people. It's like, Hey, like I can't meet one-on-one, but you can come to my coffee event or you can yeah. meet me at this networking event and we can chat there, but I'm not taking the hour and a half out of my day to go do this thing well, because it was, it was more difficult. It's interesting in the sense that, uh, you know, as we welcome Gene onto the show, I, there, there's certain things that you're either working towards accomplishing something or you're not and you've kind of kind of put everything into working towards achieving that vision column if not then you're, you're delaying what, what needs to happen and as we yeah. uh gear up to talk about incuhub's new uh addition in the the city of hampton there's a lot of i'm sure the to-do list is is very lengthy and, and you've got to check all those things off of the list so that you can open when you say 
you are in fact going to open. So welcome to the show, Gene. Mm. Uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, thanks, Tim and Zach, for having me. Uh, yeah, Tim, and, and you're exactly right. It's been a um, whirlwind of activity here in Hampton to, to get uh, our second location for the Inky Hub ready to open, uh, which we're opening the first week of January of next year. So really just two weeks away at this point. So um, our, our New Year's resolution really is to have a, a great opening here. We already have some businesses that have signed up for space here. Um, and to really just keep growing that and really bring the um, the entrepreneurial spirit uh, to Hampton, just like we've, what we've created in Portsmouth, uh, where we've been for uh, four years now. So we're really excited about that. But uh, you're absolutely right. There's a lot to do, um, but it's all for, for a great cause. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. Well, one of the main things I recall about the Portsmouth location was it was in a hub zone. And that was a way for a lot of businesses who historically would not be able to have their own uh, one-off location or whatever, you know, um, you know, single premise. I don't, I can't think of the exact, you know, building, whatever, yeah. but they would be able to use Inky hub as a, as, as that, uh, location in a hub zone. Is that the same deal here in, in Hampton or it, it, it is Zach. So, and, and, and the Inky hub stands for exactly that. So it's a business incubator in a federally designated hub zone, hence Inky hub. Um, and so here in Hampton, there you uh, go. We're at, uh, 101 Eaton street, which is a downtown Hampton, but uh, this is also in the middle of a federally designated hub zone. So any business who's interested in obtaining that certification, renewing that certification, um, this is a great place for them uh, because uh, the space can be as little or as big as they need it to be. Um, it's very affordable and it meets all the requirements for hub certification. Yeah, and that's a big deal. And, and I don't necessarily want to put you on the spot in terms of what hub zones are about and the benefits you have but certainly if you're going after uh federal contracts uh is it state i'm not sure if it's state level or not but having that hub zone uh designation is is really really valuable when you're i didn't realize it until marco was telling me about it however many years ago i was just like okay well whatever it's a thing and he's like no like so many businesses are trying to get into that yeah it was intriguing for me you know five yeah five years ago yeah. to learn about that because Launchpad uh, back in the day, that was a hub zone, and Reactor is also oh, a hub zone as well. Yeah. What is a hub zone? So hub zone stands for historically underutilized business zone. So uh, basically, what the federal government has done is they designated areas throughout the country that um, really need some 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 business development, right? Um, they, they need some of that injection of. Um, of, of businesses um, coming in to do work there, do business there, bring their employees there, have them work there. Um, and so what they've done is they've incentivized businesses to, to locate their businesses in those areas. Um, so if you are interested in applying for government contracting uh, or just getting funding or that kind of thing, um, it, it's a really great option uh, for businesses that are out there. Would you say the address says 101 Eden? 101 Eaton, so E-A-T-O-N. Um, so we're, we're right in the middle of downtown Hampton, actually right across the street from, uh, I'm actually looking out my window right now directly at it, uh, from the historic post office, um, which is a very famous location in downtown Hampton. Is that where um, they do I all the weddings now? The docks at the Landing Hotel um, directly in front of us here. Uh, so we're right in the heart of everything in downtown Hampton. So it's a great place to be. Um, Great office space here, but if you want to go down the street, meet a client for lunch, a cup of coffee, um, go to a, an event at the old post office or over at the hotel, um, all of that is right here within walking distance. Yeah, the uh, always... post office, the post office is where they do uh, all the weddings now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've it. always thought that uh, 
if Reactor had to find another place, it, it, your location is really, there's not many downtowns that you can go to in this area, in, in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area, but that that is one of them, certainly on the peninsula, which um, it's a great spot. Good win for you guys. It, it We're is. We're not going to get into what the downtowns are. Yeah, just being here, just in the, the past several months we've spent getting the building ready, um, we've had an opportunity to, to walk around downtown a lot, check out the different restaurants and shops and other businesses. And it's really a vibrant, exciting community to be. And it's a great place to do business. Um, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Hanson doesn't really. Donut? Oh, yeah. Is it yeah, one of those donut, donut shops right there? Yes. Yes. Right, right around the corner from here. Okay. Yeah, they have a good apple fritters act. We'll, uh, maybe we'll have to go there and uh, hook it up. But bring our own microwave. That is correct. Um, -M. Yes. But the blog, Hampton does a nice job with the block parties too. I can't remember if they do. I think they're, are they block parties on Saturdays? I don't know. But when they, uh, like, I think it's Queen Street, they shut they shut that down and uh, they have some some cool block parties, which is which is nice. I think Queen Street's underrated. I don't think I, a lot yeah, of people really know about it. And I remember, I think I was with you because that's right across from the Air and Space Museum. Roughly. Sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. And I was, because I think I was, I think we were doing an event there. And you and I maybe went and got dinner uh, at some yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. on Queen Street. Marker 20. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the restaurant. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Underrated. I mean, small little boutique little yeah. area. Cute. You know? So one of the nice things about that street, and this is one of one of the few good things that that maybe came out of COVID. So when when COVID happened and they they wanted to get everybody outside, they actually shut down the street to traffic and they let all the restaurants set up uh, outdoor seating areas. So they have cables, they have covered tables with umbrellas, and it's all gated off. Um, so you can go and sit down and have lunch or dinner um, outside. I might not want to do that today, but um, certainly in the spring, summer, fall months, that's that's a really nice thing to do. Um, and, and once the emergency with the pandemic ended, uh, they kept that. So if you go down the street here now, um, you'll see the street is completely blocked off to traffic. They have outdoor tables, outdoor seating area. It, it's great to go out and have a good, a good uh, meal or a drink outside. Um, and it really it brings people in. So you walk down the street and you see a lot of people and they're having a good time and they're connecting and they're talking. And it really adds to the sense of community here. Yeah, it's it's chilly. I'm out there. I, I'm just yeah. you're talking about being outside right now, and I after this, I'm doing some some bell ringing for the Salvation Army, uh, and it's going to be a cold cold hour. How does that work these days, right? Because I feel like I'm interested because you do this every year. I see the pictures, <laughs> and this is the guy who yesterday, you know, last week was talking about, or or yeah, last week was was getting mad at HRT about Apple Pay. So, so like no cash type of thing. How does they, they have, how a, does they have a QR ring? code now? Yeah, okay. they, they have a yeah. You can scan with the QR code. Okay, and so that takes you to like a Venmo or something, and you. I th I believe so. Yeah, I I'll let you know uh, once I'm done today. But have you seen over the years it's reduced in actual cash people going, or do you feel like it's still pretty active? I don't know. I you know I, I it is something that's that is enjoyable, uh, and to see. I, th I think that you know, one of the things that's always made me happy is, is seeing the, like younger kids go in and the joy that they get of donating money, uh, emptying their, their change, 
out of their pockets into the the kettlebell kind of thing has always been it's nice to see the, the the next generation if you will yeah one of the things that megan does at work is she organizes the salvation army drive and uh she's like it's super rewarding like they mm -hmm. do they bring in a lot for a lot of families and she's like it's it's really special to see and so kind of like what you're saying it's 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 cool to hear that yeah so downtowns i feel like some downtowns are doing great some downtowns are are not and that's just not our area that's just you know across the the country right, is that something in in what you guys because you guys are in downtown portsmouth now in, in downtown hampton is that do you guys have conversations with the cities there? Like, Hey, like these are, these are the, some of the things that our tenants are looking for. And, and are those conversations going good? Do they try and help with that? Like, how does that go into it? Because some people want to go to an office, you know, an office park where they can, you know, drive and do that stuff. Some people want to go to a downtown. Like what, what are some of your tenants looking for? And, and what are, and from a city perspective, what, what are these cities actively helping with to, to, to kind of drive the traffic and, and, and drive the business community into it? Sure. That's a great question. So, uh, so yeah, so we've been in, in Portsmouth since 2019 and we're within walking distance of Old Town Portsmouth. So um, if you've never been to Old Town Portsmouth, you need to go. Um, I actually live there. Um, I, I, I moved here uh, from Florida about six months ago and I chose Old Town as my home um, because it's just such a vibrant, exciting, happening community. So if, if you've never been to Old Town, Portsmouth, you really need to go check it out. Um, there's great restaurants, great shops. They have a fantastic farmer's market every Saturday. Um, always people out and about walking around, even, even Tim, in, in, in the cold weather, in the chilly weather. Um, and so our, our AQ Hub location in Portsmouth is actually within walking distance of Old Town. Um, and so that's been really great for our businesses who um, they want to kind of be in the middle of things. Um, they want to be close to these things that are going on. But um, but it's really great, like I said earlier, if you're meeting with a client and you want to take them to a nice lunch or you just want to take them and walk around downtown or you want to walk, you know, go for a walk along along the river um, or something like that. Um, it's really great to be right in the middle of a community like that. Um, and of course, here in the heart of downtown Hampton, we have the same thing. So we have all the amenities that come with the downtown, the restaurants, the shops, the um, event space um, and that kind of thing. Um, and in both cities, um, we've had great partnerships uh, with the city um, in terms of supporting what we're doing, recognizing that there's a value in having us as part of their downtowns. Um, so in Portsmouth, we have about 200 businesses that are in some form or another uh, are members of the NQ Hub. So in many cases, they just have a business address there, um, but they're coming there regularly to check their mail. And, and when they come to check their mail, they might go out into Old Town Portsmouth, right? And go out and, and have dinner or have a drink or go check out the shops and do their Christmas shopping and things like that. Um, so the city leaders have really recognized the value that, that we bring to the community in terms of just getting those business owners uh, into the, that part of the city, not just our businesses, but also their clients and their customers. So uh, people like you know Mayor Shannon Glover, Commissioner of the Revenue, Frankie Edmondson, and others have been, been great allies in supporting what we're doing um, and really recognizing the value that we bring to the city. And we've had the same experience here in Hampton over the course of the past several months. We've had the chance to work very closely with the Hampton Economic Development Team, uh, with Mayor Donnie Tuck, who's also become a great ally of what we're doing here. Um, and again, they recognize uh, the value of, of having us here. Uh, this building that, that I'm in here right now at 101 Eaton Street, um, this building has been virtually empty for the past several months. And mm. it's such a shame because it's, it's right in the heart of downtown, right? 
Um, so we're looking to uh, to bring a lot of businesses into the building, get people coming in here working every day, get people coming in here to check their mail. Um, and, and in turn, they're going to go out into the in the community. They're going to go out and walk around and they're going to contribute. So um, it's it's very gratifying to us because we you know, we obviously operate a business. Right. Um, but we also want to give back to the community and we want our business to be able to contribute to the community. And it's such a great way to do that. First restaurant I ever went to in this area, Barron's Pub in Portsmouth. Yes. yes. Fantastic yep. place. Yep. Well, I was I was at the Incu Hub last night. You all had your holiday party, and um, one, it was great to be back in the space. But two, that one thing that I was really impressed with was, as you mentioned, Portsmouth with the mayor and the commissioner of revenue and economic. They were all there last night supporting your event, and uh, that was really kudos to them for supporting small business and entrepreneurship. Uh, but kudos to to you all for what you've been able to build. And with 200 businesses that are participating in that, that that's that's huge. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. And and so we have in Portsmouth right now, we have about 10,000 square feet of space, uh, same amount of space here in Hampton. So we're hoping to fill that up quickly. And, and we hope to have 200 businesses here, uh, you know, not not right away, of course, although we do already have some signing up, but certainly soon after opening, you know, we hope to get up to, to that rate. And that's really going to help uh, help the downtown community here, too. What did you start with in Portsmouth? Because you've expanded twice? We have, correct. So in Portsmouth, we opened in 2019 uh, with just uh, right around 3,000 square feet. Um, that was the one bed. We had room for, um, I want to say, this is just off the top of my head, maybe six or seven offices in that space, maybe even a little less. Um, space filled up fast, uh, a lot faster than I think what anybody anticipated. So um, as it turned out, um, so, so, so we're in a, a building in Portsmouth that's called the Port Trade Center right next to the downtown tunnel. Um, as it turned out, the, the, the two suites next to us in that building were happened to be available. Um, and we thought, well, what a great opportunity to expand. So well, we ended up buying those suites um, and then re reconfiguring them, renovating them, remodeling them. Um, and then we moved into those spaces as well. Um, to that expanded us to 10,000 square feet in Portsmouth. Um, and that also filled up very, very quickly. Um, our, our vacancy rate in Portsmouth is is typically um, anywhere between zero and 5%. So so our offices fell up fast. Um, our mail room, we have two mail rooms in Portsmouth. Um, we've, uh, Marco and I, uh, Marco Fergill, our owner, and I just uh, built a, some new shelving in our mail room in Portsmouth because we ran out of space for mailboxes, mm. uh, which is a great problem to have, right? Um, so in Hampton, you know, we filled up so fast in Portsmouth that we figured in Hampton, well, let's just start out with that much space. Um, because what we don't want to do, what we never want to do is be in a position where we have to turn somebody away, right? Um, if somebody comes to us, they have a business and they need space or they want to start a business and they need help um, and they need that resource. We want to be that resource for them. We want to support them and help them grow and be successful. So. Um, whatever we have to do to make the space available, we're going to try to do it. So we're hoping that with starting out with all this space in Hampton, we're going to be able to open our doors to a lot of businesses um, and help a lot of businesses really grow and prosper here. If, if I recall, the mailbox idea, when I had met with Marco one of the first times, was from me. Okay. And he was, and he was not going to have businesses use it as an address. It was just going to be tenants mm -hmm. and then just the co-working upstairs. And I was like, oh, you should use this mail and, and let other people have your address. And so it's interesting to see that 
that number is as high as it is um, off of a little advice from uh, yours truly, I believe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll exactly. Take, uh, so that, that, the, the mailbox has been, uh, it's, it's actually our most popular service. And um, so, so there's a lot of reasons why someone might want to get a, a business mailbox with us. In some cases, certain businesses are actually required to have a business address that is separate from the home. Um, so, so they went register their business with us so they can have that business address. Um, but there's a lot of other reasons. So, right. So, um, if you have a business, let's say you work out of your house, um, home address is not always going to be the most professional looking, um, for a business. Um, it's better to have that address that, you know, is in a, you know, an office building, a professional space. Um, also, especially if, if you, your business name is out there, you work with customers, um, you don't always want people to know where you live, right? Um, that, that can, that can, you can think of a couple situations where that, that might be, um, Forever. a problem. So having that separate <laughs> business address where your mail goes, you can go get your mail. Um, it's been really helpful to a lot of businesses, even if um, they only come to get their mail, even if they, they operate completely remotely or virtually. Um, also, we, we do offer, and we actually have several members who live completely outside of the area. So um, we have one down in Georgia. We have uh, some up in Baltimore. We have some in Tennessee and other places who um, they need to have a, a business address in the area for, for various different reasons, but they're not physically here. So one service that we offer um, we'll get your mail and we'll actually forward it to wherever you are. Um, so, so we do that for several businesses. The mail comes to Portsmouth and, and it will come here to Hampton for those who sign up here. And then we'll put it in a nice package and, and send it off to them wherever they are. Um, and, and if you don't want to deal with uh, having all the paper mail piling up, we also do a scan and email option. So um, if you fill out a, a release and authorization to the United States Postal Service that allows us to actually open your mail, we'll scan it. We'll email it to you. Um, it's very secure. You get it all in your inbox. Um, that way you get all your mail without having all this paper piling up you don't know what to do with. So that's another service um, for people looking for the business address option that we offer as well. What if you just want to accidentally hide some of those bills? You guys uh, you know, disregard some of that or? Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. So, 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 so uh, we, 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 our, our role in the process is very simple. We, we get your mail and we make sure it gets to you. What you want to do with that mail is entirely up to you. Uh, but, but we are not, we are not the gatekeepers in terms of, of what, you know, what mail you get and what mail you don't. So un unfortunately, if, if you're looking for that kind of thing, we are not, not, not a good place, but um, but we're happy to get your mail and make sure that you get it. And then you can decide what you want to do with it. Well, one of the things that I appreciate about you all, and I think that that attributes to your success is the fact that you are, you have a founder's first type of mentality. And what I mean by that is you're not landlords looking for tenants. You are part of the business community that wants to welcome the business community. And that, and that, lends itself very well. I mean, so, and I believe you all have month to month leases, so you don't lock people into extended lease periods uh, and, and you're there to help businesses grow, correct? Uh, that That's right, Tim. That's a great point. So um, for those who don't know our history, um, we, we were founded by Marco Frigel, who is still uh, owns and, and is the, um, really manages the whole operation. Um, so Marco um, started a, a a project management company called PMA IT Solutions um, back in 2014, and he had been working out of his house. 
Um, and it really wasn't um, the ideal situation for him. So back in 2019, he decided uh, to look for office space. And what he wanted to find was um, a space where he could go and have his own office to, to run his company, but also be alongside other small business owners um, who were kind of doing the same thing he was, you know, maybe not in that same field, but who were running their own small business, who were entrepreneurs. Um, so we would really have a place for them to connect with each other and build that kind of community. Uh, he had a hard time finding it. Um, so when he did find the, the initial space that we moved into in Portsmouth, it was a lot bigger than what he needed for himself. So he decided, you know what, why don't I, since I couldn't find the community I was looking for, why don't I create it myself? Um, so he opened up the rest of the building to other business owners to come in and set up their offices there. Um, and it really did very quickly turn into that kind of community he was looking for. Um, as you said, Tim, you know, we, we, we do not look at ourselves as landlords who are just here to collect rent uh, from tenants and put it in the bank or, you know, whatever else. Um, we are here to support the businesses and really build the kind of community that's going to help them grow and thrive. Um, and, and to do that, one of the things that we realize we have to do is really make it uh, make the process very easy for our members um, and, and make it cre create the type of community where it's easy for them to get in and it's easy for them to get out. So as you said, our memberships are all month to month. We do not do any long-term leases or contracts. Um, and, and the reason for that is very simple, um, especially if you're, you're just starting a business. For those of you who have started businesses know, um, you're not always sure how things are gonna work out. So you might get into an office space and realize, uh, you know, this space maybe isn't, isn't the right fit for me. Maybe it's too big, maybe it's too small. Um, maybe I don't want an office at all, right? So we want, businesses to have the flexibility um, to get into that office very easily, but get out of it very easily if, if that's what's best for their business. Um, we also um, put everything into one monthly fee for our businesses. So we don't do like, you know, extra fees for this and fees for that. We want to keep it very simple. So you pay your one monthly fee and that includes your office space um, or, or if you don't want an office, the other uh, option that we offer too are shared desks or, or desks in a common work area. It's a little cheaper. Um, and it's great for somebody who maybe um, just needs to come in a couple of days a week and sit, plop down on a desk with their laptop and do some work, make some phone calls. Um, but but those memberships include the use of the internet, the printing, the break rooms, the the coffee, conference rooms. Well, we have conference room space that our members can use at no additional charge if they need to have meetings or have interviews or trainings or things like that. Um, so we really try to make it very simple for our members and very easy, like I said, for them to sign up, but also if they need to make a change uh, to do that. I'm curious in terms of like, uh, as you're getting ready to open up the Hampton location, is it a rinse and repeat or is there things that you learned uh, about in Portsmouth that you're going to do differently in Hampton or uh, what can the users expect from their experience? Or the, That's the a great question. So so the, the overall um, business model that we're, we're implementing in Hampton is going to be identical to what we've done in Portsmouth because, I mean, honestly, uh, Portsmouth has been very successful. It's been successful for us, but it's also been our businesses that have located there have also been very successful. So you know the old saying, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have the same core services here in Hampton that we have in Portsmouth. So um, the, the local mailboxes, the forwarding mail option, the scan and email option, the conference room spaces, the shared desks, the dedicated desks, the private offices. One um, service that we are going to offer here that we don't currently have in Portsmouth, and really this is just because of how the base is configured, is we're actually gonna offer 
for private office suites here. So if your business is a little larger, um, you have multiple employees, maybe you want a couple offices and maybe some conference space as well. Um, we have some uh, locations in this building that are actually configured to be suites. So they have maybe two, three offices. They have a common reception area. Um, so for some of the larger businesses out there that are still looking to be in this type of community, um, the office suite is, is a new service that we're trying out here. Uh, we've already had some businesses that are very um, open, very excited about the idea. Uh, so we're going to see how that does here. Um, um, and if it does well here, hey, you know, we might look to, to replicate that in Portsmouth. Well, one thing that I think is, is interesting is the whole co-working shared office space thing. Not a new thing. Maybe maybe buzzwordy for the last 15 years or so in, in big cities and kind of sprouted uh, down to, to smaller cities. And there's been an influx of these spaces in our region over the last five, six, seven years. Some do well, some don't. Some have huge spaces, tons of ton, tons of offices, tons of availability. And it sounds like you're at zero to 5% um, availability. Um, yeah. yeah, vacancy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, is it just because of the hub zone? Is it because you're in, uh, like, like, what is actually working it, for you guys that's not working for some of these other co-working um spaces I don't, type think, of I don't think that i think that i and you can expand on this gene but i think that you can't fake it and the th and the reason i wanted to jump in quickly is just because because you can't fake it and you guys don't fake it so therefore that that sense of authenticity i think is really really important but go ahead yeah gene. i mean that, i i completely agree with that tim it's a great question Zach, because you're right you know we we have seen uh, we, we've seen co-working spaces that have been great. We've also, and this has been in the news, um, it was a couple cases where we've seen co-working spaces that haven't done so great. Um, and, and I think our success has really been based on a variety of factors. And I think, Tim, I think you hit the nail on the head. So just that authenticity. So we, we were started and are run and owned by a small business owner. So, right. So we understand, um, what it takes to start and run a successful small business. Um, so we know what our, our members are dealing with every day with their businesses. Um, and so we know what resources we need to make available to them to help them succeed just based on our own experience. Right. Um, but also I think, you know, the, the month to month memberships, right. The fact that we try to make it easy, we keep it simple. Um, we offer a lot of amenities, um, uh, what no extra charge to our members. Um, that's been a, a, a huge factor. Um, and another big component of it that I think really sets us apart in many ways is uh, we've created a not just a place that people come to work, but we've created a community. Um, so we are not just an office building where people come and they park their car in the morning and they take the elevator up and they go in their office and, you know, maybe you see people in the hall and, and say hi, but you don't really talk to them. You don't know who they are, right? We are not that kind of place. So we have really created a community where our business owners, even though they, you know, they do vastly different things, right? So we have nonprofit organizations and attorneys and healthcare agencies and insurance agencies and counselors and all kinds of other different businesses. Um, but they've all gotten to, to know one another, know each other and connect with each other um, and really develop some great relationships through uh, something that we tell, call return on collision. Um, right. So uh, you bump into someone in the hallway and all of a sudden you start a conversation. And in the course of the conversation, even though your, your businesses are very different, you're quickly learning that you're kind of having the same challenges, right? Or you, you, you've run into the same problems or 
Um, you know, maybe one person has experienced something and they found a great way to deal with it, and the other person is looking for just that kind of solution. So those conversations start happening, um, and they just grow from there, and the relationships get formed, um, and soon people are on a first name basis, and they're talking to each other a lot, and they're either in the office or they're you know they're going out to eat or for drinks, or they're they're building those connections, and um, they're really supporting one another um, in in terms of their business endeavors. So. Um, I, I, and we saw it, you know, Tim, at our, as you were at our holiday party last night, where um, just the conversations that were happening and the connections that were being made, it's, it's really fantastic to see. Um, and so I think our members have found, um, you know, when they come to go to the Yankee Hub to go to work, um, or even if they're just coming to check their mail, um, you know, they run into somebody in the hallway and they start to make that connection. So all of a sudden, they're not just going to the office um, for the day, they're coming to a community. And they're coming to a place where um, there's a, a tremendous amount of support, not just from us at a management level, but um, from all their fellow member businesses who are there. I'm curious, hopefully you don't have to have a policy for this particular instance, but what, 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 what happens when you have the person that comes in that's like, oh, wow, I hear they have 200 businesses. I'm going to market to all 200 businesses and that's who I'm going to focus on selling. What's, what's your stance on that and, and how do you prevent that from happening? So that's a that's a great question. And interestingly enough, uh, we really haven't uh, seen much of that happening. Um, so uh, one one thing that we have done is in the past is is if um, you know, for example, we we had an accountant um, at one point, and so uh, and he wanted to offer his services to our members. So um, we facilitated that connection to let our members know, hey, you know, if you need accounting advice and that kind of thing, you know, this is somebody you can go to. Um, but but usually that that kind of came from us to say, hey, this is available for you as more of a resource um, as, as, as opposed to them trying to sell um, to everybody. Now, one thing that does happen often, and we consider this a very good thing, um, so many of our businesses are very, very active in the community. Um, in addition to making money for themselves, uh, which, of course, is the goal of any business, they also are really interested in giving back. Um, so they do various, they, they have, uh, food drives and coat drives and they sponsor events, um, you know, races and, and things like that out in the community. Um, and what we like to do is we we encourage them to let our member businesses know about those things so that everybody can participate and, and help give back. Um, so we, we are happy to send those communications out, put flyers up in the building, put, um, you know, what, what one of our, um, our members in Portsmouth, actually the Commissioner of the Revenue has an office in the building. Um, and so we, we sponsor, uh, we help promote various initiatives that they're doing for the community um, and maybe putting postcards in people's mailboxes. So, so we do do that type of thing quite often. We have not, and, and I'm thankful for this, we have not seen instances where kind of what you're talking about, Tim, where somebody's come in and say, oh, you know, this is a great sales opportunity. I'm going to mm -hmm. just go advertise to all these businesses. We, we really don't see a lot of that, um, which is nice because I think people are, are very respectful of the kind of community that we have. Well, that's what I was hoping to hear. And so for those people that are considering or looking for space, you know, it's a space, safe space and you don't have to worry about uh, getting hounded upon uh, from a sales standpoint. Exactly. Exactly. What if you were looking for that, though, Tim? I mean, maybe that's the type of person you are. You want to be hounded. Yeah. To each their own. To each their own. That's exactly what I was going to say. But uh, I, I, but that's the community sense that I think that is so important that so many people try to establish that you can't um 
there's just a, there's an authentic way in terms of it, it, to take advantage of an attorney uh, that might be there or some, a marketing expert or a graphic designer, whatever the case might be, to be able to leverage those people for tips. And then if that spurs into a business uh, relationship, then that, then that's great. And it's a win-win-win for everybody. That's right. And so so one, one resource that we do offer, and I kind of alluded to this a few minutes ago, um, we do have some some partners, business partners who we work with um, who offer their services to our members. So we have an attorney who we work with who um, he's actually a corporate attorney. So he offers um, legal advice to our members. Um, we have an accountant. I mentioned the accountant earlier um, who offers accounting advice to our members who are, are, you know, one of the tricky things about starting a new business for a lot of people is the finance piece, the accounting piece. So kind of help them navigate those waters. Um, Fulton Bank uh, offers free checking and business checking accounts to um, our new members, um, which is a great service, um, especially if you're new and starting out and you don't have a lot of capital uh, to spend. So um, we do offer those resources through partners who have been very gracious to to donate their time and their expertise and their resources to us. Um, so that's another benefit uh, for joining the Inku Hub um, to have those resources available to you. What, what what happens when um, this this is the Christmas time of year, holiday season upon us? Um, you have a member of the Inky Hub there, and they want to. This is a great place for their holiday uh, their holiday social. They bring the, all their people. All right. Yeah, is that something that is permissible, uh, or how how does that work? So. Um we do have uh, conference rooms, meeting space that is available. So for our members, um, if you have a shared desk membership or above, um, some of our conference room spaces included in your membership for free. Um, we also rent out our, our meeting space to um, outside businesses at an hourly rate. Um, we have typically been um, uh, somewhat strict about how the space is used. So typically, um, we do require that the, the space is being used for a business purpose only, um, one, because it, it is for businesses, right? Um, but also because we have other businesses in, in the building and during your meeting or event or whatever that you might be doing in the conference room, there's going to be people in their offices working, right? And they expect to come to a, a, a nice quiet space where they can, can buckle down and do their work. Um, having said that, um, you know, it's actually, it, it's, a, it's a great question, Tim. I don't, uh, no, um, in my case of, of, of any business actually asking to use the space for that kind of function. Um, typically, our, our, our members are very good about kind of understanding, you know, what the conference rooms are to be used for. Um, not to say that we wouldn't allow it, you know, we would something we could certainly consider on a, on a case by case basis. Um, but generally speaking, um, our, we, we do kind of keep our, our meeting space reserved for, for business purposes. Yeah, and the reason I pepper all these questions in is, is Zach and I both coming from the space world. Uh, I'm just thinking about some of the the different unique things that happened. And as I alluded to earlier, as I unfortunately you have to have policies because certain things have happened, and you have to prevent them from happening again. Um, the worst, I'm sure, thing, yeah. the worst thing that can happen, in my opinion, and I didn't have this because. I didn't want to spend the money to get this thing is you should lock your damn door so that you don't have the randos walking in at, at any time <laughs> and just, but you also want the randos to walk in because obviously that can turn into business for you. But like, it's 
you have this open community space where you want people to come in and, and be a part of it and that, but you don't want them to abuse that. Right. And I that's think that's right. where that's, that's a, it's a, it's a tough nut to crack because you're like, okay, like if I lock this door, I potentially am losing. Cause I, I mean, we were retail front now, hundred block of Granby. You're definitely getting traffic come in and most of it you want in. And then some of it you're like, mm, I was really hoping yeah. that wouldn't have come in. But I know. think I, I think I can probably share this now that Launchpad is like I'm very, Ooh. very far removed. Ooh, but I mean, there, I mean, I, I, I want to say one night there was like a full blown rave uh, house party going on up there. That uh, and thankfully, I actually did have a um, we had a security deposit and we had to we had to withhold the money that was uh, that they used for the security deposit because of some damage. Wait, this is not your, this is not the holiday party. This is something different. Yeah. This was just uh someone the love it. Yeah. I love, I love getting exclusive. Oh, this is, oh, I never knew this. Mm. Boom, boom. Can we get the, but can, a, uh, as you, as you know, Zach, that space was, <laughs> that space was, was a pretty decent space to yeah, yeah. have uh, you, a, a party. You know, what's crazy. Uh, only one time there was a keg at Hatch, and it wasn't from me. There was plenty of mm. alcohol that that ran through that that place, but normally it was just you know go get a case of beer or whatever. Then someone asked if they could use the space. They were a member um, of One Thousand Four, and they had an event there, and they roll up in there with a pony keg, and I'm like, okay, it was really. <laughs> Because I said, yeah, you can have alcohol. Not, you know, <laughs> expecting them to bring in that. I think they had box wine. They had pony kegs. I was like, whatever, you know. Yeah, went in Rome. So, so we we, we <laughs> have like, well, we've never had a keg. any raves in our space, and and to my that you know of, I don't, I haven't seen any kegs in the building either. But, um, but, but I mean, it is so. Uh, it really is a balance that we have to strike, right? Like, yeah. we want people to be able to use the space and benefit from it. But we also have to respect the fact that, you know, this is a place for business, right? Sure, this is a professional sure. place. And we have to be respectful of our other members who are there and who use the space. So it really is kind of about striking a balance. Um, it, you know, in, in terms of access, and you mentioned the SAC. So actually, one thing that, that we do is our buildings are actually secure 24-7. So right. and, I, and, I re and I recall that being that way. Yeah. Yep. Only members have access to the building. So they actually get an app on their phone. Um, that allows them to unlock the doors. Uh, so anytime mm. they come, uh, with the exception of, of some hours overnight where the building is completely off limits. But most of the day, people can come, open the door with the app on their phone, come in, um, do what, do their thing and leave, come and go as they please. Um, and then if, if outsiders come and want to come in the building, um, we have a doorbell, we have a camera system, we can let them in. Um, anybody is welcome anytime to reach out to us, call us, email us, schedule a tour if you want to come check out the building. Uh, but we do keep the building secure at all times, so we, we don't kind of have those um, interesting characters coming in who, who are, aren't necessarily uh, yeah. invited into the building. You see, back in my day, now I'm acting like an old man. Back well, in my I, day, I, I would have loved to have an app where you could We didn't have an app. No, That's right. There was nothing like that. I remember it was 2 o'clock in the morning. And um, it's a random, like Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I get a text or a call, and I, you know, I don't sleep with my phone. 
I don't I think I feel like you know that Tim like yeah, I, yeah. I, I keep my phone downstairs and at that time I still have my phone uh, with me on like the nightstand or whatever and I get a call from from George from uh, George Massock and he goes I'm home and I don't think I locked the office I'm like come on man like he's like that sounds like closer. a new problem George yeah yeah he's like do you think you can go check it I'm like oh so I get up, I go check it. I don't was, remember it if it was opened or uh, locked. Um, but it was, a, if I recall, it was a double lock too. So you had to do it twice. Because I think both doors did lock. But an app would have, sounds fantastic. And that would have been, you just would lock it, I would assume. And it would just constantly locked. And then you unlock it when you want. That Correct. We didn't have that back in the day. Yeah. And so um, congratulations on technology evolving. Right. And the, uh, the door locking oh. mechanisms. Dude, I want to go get Wonderful. keys made and track keys. And oh all my that. God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and then you know how the keys you make don't work. So, so to that point, Tim, you know, so if, if for whatever reason, and, and thankfully this, this happens very, very rare that this happens, but let's say there is a problem with somebody and we have to deny them access to the building. We just go onto the system and take them out of it. So they go to you are the weakest link. app, it no longer mm. works, right? So we can kind of, and it's equally easy to add people. So if we have yeah. coming in, we just add them in. One thing that I, I, I would like everybody to know too, so um, one of the benefits of membership, now that we have multiple locations, is our members will be able to use nice. all of our locations. So if you have an office in Portsmouth, but you're up here on the peninsula for the afternoon and you need a place to come in and work for a couple hours, you will be given access to the building on that app on your phone. So you can come here to the Hampton building, open the front door, come in, sit down and do some work. Uh, similarly, if, if you're a member here in Hampton and you're down on the south side and need to go work in the Portsmouth office for a day here, or a day there, you're going to have that access. Um, and there's no, going to be no additional charge for that. That'll be included with your membership. So you can go in, uh, have a seat at one of the desks or whatever and, and do your work. So. Uh, that'll be one of the, the the nice things about having multiple locations as our members will be able to use all of those locations. Tim, was there two entry points at Launchpad? One in the front, one in the back? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And most people never use the back one? Well, the members always use the, the back just because that's where parking was. Parking lot. Uh, Got it. Now, did you have um, that door on the front that I would have gone into? Did you guys mm -hmm. lock that yeah. at the night? Okay, mm -hmm. and then there was the entry point to Paul's Deli too, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just uh, we were just at dinner at Paul's Deli uh, over the weekend. It brought back a lot of memories. So it was... memories, memories. Uh, I I walked by Hatch yesterday actually, and um, it was it was it was quite interesting. Um, well, some of it was boarded up. Um, mm. There was a campground of homeless um, individuals, or there. I didn't see any homeless people. I just saw the campgrounds of theirs. Uh, they had a shopping cart with a thing of Benny's pizza on top of it. Mm. Then I walked by Benny's pizza. It's glass has been shattered. Yeah, um, they, so, they, that was like that the other week when we were there too. Yeah, so, I looked in. I was able to look customer. in. Yeah, I, I guess oh, it was. They threw the pizza back. They didn't want to pay 40 bucks. Well, I don't know. But, was, uh, but we asked. Uh, it was not a... I guess the act of crime was just an unhappy customer it wasn't a oh you asked why the door got yeah, broke yeah. Mm -hmm. well those things aren't cheap those things are probably yeah. like two three thousand dollars in glass because they're pretty thick boy 
Memories. The three of us, three of us, we could all write a book. Uh, Gina, when it's all said and done, it's just, it's wild. I was, I was telling the key to the story is have a app. Well, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I was telling James, this producer James, just the other day, uh, when we were at Reactor, also in the city of Hampton, there there was unusual activity that was taking place, and like back in the day, like. And I, I made reference to the the Baltimore Colts. You know, people would just go in into the middle of the night, pack their office up, and then they're gone, never to be seen or heard of again. You know, and I just Whoa. I had a little flashback of of terror, but that was not the case in this instance. But boy. it was not a it was not a UFO. It was actually <laughs> okay. It was a old Baltimore Colts. Got it. Yeah, mm -hmm. just pack up we and roll out in the middle of the night. We had at least uh, one that's of funny to I actually I grew up in Maryland and I was oh I don't know how old I was I was two or three or four when, when that happened when the Colts left so so <laughs> I when I grew up all we had in the area was was at the time the Redskins now the commanders um, but I, I I followed the Colts uh, several years later I actually spent five years in Indianapolis and mm. um, of course the, the Colts are now the, they're, they're an indie team now right like it, it, indie loves their Colts, so um so it's kind of cool to see them over there um but but i um my, i i'm too young to remember um when that happened but people in my family still talk very angrily about about the um the, the overnight uh departure of the Colts in baltimore <laughs> so there's a lot and of cleveland, a lot feelings then, about that in baltimore so didn't cleveland then go to baltimore yeah and then Yes, so the, the Cleveland, Cleveland the, the, the Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and so they, and that was a big thing too. And and then Cleveland got their football team back. So it's you know, everyone's going all. So over. was the play where Ernest Biner fumbled way back when was that considered now Ravens football or Cleveland Browns football? See, when you're moving teams, it's a that, you know, right? it's a fumble right. ruski. You got the whole right. thing. So when when the team in in Washington and whatever their new team is going to be named again, when that team won the Super Bowls, those three Super Bowls, did they win them as their former team name? Or did they win them as the Commanders? These are all little nuggets that I think are important. Um, well, to that to, end, to is, it, is it just speculation or was is it confirmed that the Washington teams the are moving, moving to Alexandria? Okay, so here's here's what I have heard. The same thing happened 30 years ago. Where they were trying to move the football stadium, I guess, to maybe even the similar area in, in Virginia. It is not, I, I believe the state of Virginia, other than the governor, has not approved anything to be in that arena to go over there, is what I've heard. But who knows? Will they still be the D.C.? teams? Or will they change to a Virginia team? Or are they just located in Virginia? Who knows? I mean... I don't know. I don't know. They'll have another arena. They can move down here if they want. Look, I those teams, I, as your soon-to-be play-by-play and arena announcer, I support you coming to the region. You guys can call it whatever you want. If a professional sports team comes here, call it call the region whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Could be the Portsmouth Bandits for all I care. So, so that is one thing that would be would be great to see a, a professional sports team in Hampton Roads. Um, that that's you know 
as many things as we have going for us in this region, that that's one thing I feel like. And and you know what? The the Pied's had a great season, and it's so it's been really exciting to see what's been going on with that. But it'd be it'd be really cool to have a professional sports team for us to rally around without having to go to D.C. or North Carolina or something like that. See, we already got the bandits uh, bandwagon going on. There you there go. go. There we go. It was great to see. Yeah. It was great to see Chris last night as well. Yes. Yeah. Who was there? Shout mm -hmm. out to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good guy. He um, he and I went to lunch at the uh, new casino the other day. Um, we went there. Smoking smoking what? is no longer right. They they is that banned or do they no? Have it, it is still it is still allowed. Hmm. It's just limited. And when people are smoking in there. They're smoking in there. <laughs> I've not been. I've not been. It, it, it brings you back memories like when you would go to the bar, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years ago, and you could smoke in a bar. It reminds you of that, basically. Now, you mm -hmm. can get away from it enough, right? You're not like if you're wanting to go to I don't think you can smoke at in the sports part of it at mm -hmm. the sports bar or any of the restaurants. It's basically half of the slot machines is where you can smoke. Um, is it disgusting? Absolutely. Is it manageable? I suppose. Yeah, I have to say, so I, and, and if you've never been to the Rivers Casino in Portsmouth, it's another great place to check out. Um, very well done. And I, you know, I've, I've been nice. to a lot of casinos in Vegas, by the way, gambling is really not my thing. It's, it's, it's not something I've ever really had fun doing, but I do like the casino atmosphere. It's, it's a lot of fun and the Rivers, they do a great job. It's a beautiful facility. Um, it looks, it's a lot of fun. Um, they have some great restaurants and bars there. They do smoke, uh, in, in parts of the casino, which, you know, give me like that was saying, it is kind of a throwback to the days when you could smoke in bars. I am not to date myself, but I'm old enough to remember those days. Um, so there's a little bit of nostalgia there, right? Yeah. So, um, but, but, but it's a, it's a great place. Um, and it's another great place in the region to check out if you haven't. Um, the other nice thing about Rivers Casino uh, that, you know, we've learned just being in Portsmouth is they uh give back to the community a lot so they're they're really great mm. community partners so it, it's a great place if, if you want to go check out a casino and you haven't been it's a great place to check out uh chris and i went to the new yard house tim you and i have been to a yard house in, yep. in the beach yep. um but what i would recommend is going to watch a, a ball game there um so i went and saw the cowboys eagles there a few weeks ago not the one uh this past weekend but a few weeks ago a lot of people there obviously diehard fan bases it was a lot of fun just to i kind of just sat at the bar and watched the game and, and made friends with some people and to see both sides of the equation going back and forth because that was a really close game and it was fun to be a um in something like that because you don't always get that um you know unless you're with your friends really so it was cool to be associated with something like that and have no skin in the game so shout out to that yeah i don't want to derail us because we have other things we're, we're, we're wrapping up on time but Smoking on airplanes is like seems like forever ago as well, and and I don't know if you all ever can you vape on an that. airplane? No, no, no. Okay, but that's bananas to even think that that was a, a, used to be a thing. But anyway, yeah. So I I remember I, I don't remember people actually smoking on planes, although I think I was I was on a plane as a toddler when it was still permitted. But I do remember back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, when you'd get on the planes and they still had the little ashtrays in the arm. Yeah, and that's where everybody would put their gum. Um, yeah. They're, so, they're so already that, chewing gum. That. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so was it like the left side was 
non-smoking, right side is smoking. Front, How front, front and back. I think it was front and back. Yeah, I think I think smoking back. was in the back of the plane. Yeah. And so like the last however many rows were smoking. And so you go sit back there. That's where you get your, your seat if you're a smoker. Wow. Apparently the air circulation in those things is supposed to be really good. Yeah. So so they say. I'm still skeptical if I'm, I'm in a, a tiny metal tube with, with 200 people that I'm not breathing in their air, but, but that's what they say. So, you know, that, that is what they say. I take them. At I, the I, word. I think that we can share this gene that uh, we're, we're, as we're planning the next event or as we're planning events in 2024, Oh, stay tuned for a venture out at the new Incu hub location we can sh i feel i feel yep. safe in, in sharing that absolutely absolutely yeah so so we we look forward to that and opening our doors to the the community um we want we're very excited to have everybody come in and see our new space and um, check it out um, obviously ha have a good evening um connecting with people but also being able to see our space and what we have here and, and going out and telling their friends um so we're really excited to um to partner uh, with you, Tim uh, and James. And by the way, I just have to say, um, you know, Tim and James and the whole team and, you know, you, Zach, everybody at Innovate Hampton Roads have been um, great partners, um, great collaborators in supporting what we're doing at the Inq Hub um, and being really big cheerleaders for us. So we 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 really appreciate um, everything that you all have done to help us. Um, and it's all for the same common goal, right? We want the Hampton Roads business and entrepreneurial community to grow and succeed and thrive and prosper. Um, and you all have been great partners in helping us do our part in that. Um, and, and, and as Tim knows, because he hears it all the time, but I'll, I'll tell you again, Tim, you know, anything we can do to help you guys and support what you guys are doing, of course, we're, we're right there to do that for you. Well, we might have, uh, we might have the first rave type of event at a uh, Inky Hub location <laughs> at, 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 our, at our venture out. Now, well, I guess, do you, know if there, do you know if there will be a smoking section there or? Uh, there, there are, there are, there, there are no. I, I can say definitively that there will not be a smoking section um, in the Inky Hub. We, we have a uh, what a disappointment. Pull outside, you know, so many feet from from the the entrance per per state law, but there will there will not be a smoking section in the Inky Hub. So smokers, I, I'm yeah. sorry. We, we, you're still welcome. We, you know, we 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 welcome everybody. Just can't smoke inside. What about? Um... Well, no, no. I'm, I was thinking what Zach was going to say. That, that strike that from the record. Date is to be determined. We are looking at February. Yeah. Uh, and and, and is that the quarterly? Yeah, I was. Just, that's what exactly what I was going to say. We we are very selective in terms of where we do these types of events, uh, and we want to make sure that we partner with the right people. We want to um, really showcase the best of the best of what takes place in the region, and uh, so we look forward to working. With with Eugene and, and Marco with, with the Inku Hub and to to showcase what you all are doing, I think it's going to be a great event. I know I know it's going to be a great event. Me too. We're we're really excited about it. And if the professional sports team comes to Hampton, it could be the Hampton Hounds. You know, there you go. I like the that. Bandits, the Hounds. Good sound. See, good ring to it. Just you know, next next thing will be the you know uh, the Chesapeake Foxes. You know, and they'll just have that song with just the fox say as the theme song. You know, I'm just coming up with uh I'm just I'm just batting a thousand. Please, if it's a if it's a professional sports team, please do not be baseball. No. And nope, not even interested. I don't but, think that they could do that to the tides, but 
I don't think a professional right. sports team's ever coming here. I just don't think that. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, well, I do. I, I think that you are one hundred percent right. That any sports team that does uh, locate here, it has to be the the Virginia fill in the blank. It has to be brand unless. Well, yeah, probably, probably, or they could you know call it the Charlottesville, but have a location in Virginia Beach. That might be some. I'm just messing, ruffling feathers. Gene, what's something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Oh gosh, uh, that's. That, that that's a it's a great question i mean i um you know the only thing other thing i'll add uh and and this has been a lot of fun guys i've had a great time uh spending this hour with you guys today um you know the other only other thing i would add and this is just a personal observation that i will make so i've only lived in the area for about six months i grew up in maryland i spent a lot of time in northern virginia um spent some time what out city? in indianapolis and then i was down in florida and so i came up here about six months ago to work with Marco and help grow the inku hub um and um i have just been amazed at how how amazing this region is um i've gotten to get all over the region um you know obviously i, I mentioned i live in portsmouth but i've spent a lot of time in norfolk and virginia beach and chesapeake and suffolk and hampton and newport news and even further up the peninsula um and um wow what a what an awesome place this is i mean just the communities that are here um all the things there are to do um but most importantly the people i mean the people here are great um, and they're doing amazing things and I, i've gotten to experience that firsthand just through the um all the wonderful thank hub members who i've met and and the people i've met through the thank hub whether they be you know people like you uh, uh, tim and zach you guys or, or um, our other community leaders, business leaders, government leaders, um, all of whom um, really care about what they're doing and have a passion for what they're doing, but also really care about this community and the people in this community. And um, it's, it's such a great thing to see. And it makes me really happy every day that I, I chose to make this region my home. So I'm really happy to be here and we're really excited about uh, what's coming both for the Incu Hub, but also for, for the region in 2024. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you one last question because we sometimes ask this question and because you're a noob, I think it's appropriate. So sure. you you just moved here. Uh, what yep. was the, what do you think the food of this area is? What's the cuisine? What's the item of food that this, this area is kind of known for? So I would say, and, and I, you have to keep in mind, so I grew up in Maryland, not far from the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. So I'm a bit of a seafood snob, but I would say definitely seafood. Um, and, and, and so if you know anything about seafood, you know that um, crab cakes made with blue crab, which only comes from the Chesapeake Bay. So my entire life, if I was not within a certain radius of the Chesapeake Bay, I would not order crabs, crab cakes. Like when I lived out in Indiana, no way, no way. <laughs> Um, but since I've been back here, uh, in Hampton Roads, I've, I've had some phenomenal crab cakes and, uh, listen, all of the food here that I've had has been great. And we have great variety, not just seafood. We have all go to old town Portsmouth. We have Mexican and German and Italian and, and seafood and all kinds of other great options of Thai. We have some great Thai restaurants there, but, um, I, to me, I, to me, my, my, my impression is that seafood is really kind of the dominant cuisine here. So since the Chesapeake Bay is, I mean, it's a big bay and it encompasses Maryland as well. Yep. 
Is, is it crab cakes here compared to Maryland? The same, same, since it's all same water or what? Um, you know, I, I, I think they are. They're, they're just as good. Um, I wouldn't say one is better or one is worse. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, um, and, and, and no offense to my, my, uh, my Maryland peeps, um, but, wow. I, you know, they're just as good down here. So I've, I've enjoyed many good crab cakes since I've been here. Gene, if you were going to travel back up north for anything in the, you know, the near future, I do not think you're going to be allowed to after that comment. But congratulations on uh, you made some friends know. down here, though. Well, well, thank you, thank you, Zach. So I, I, I wasn't going to go home for Christmas, but I'll just make sure no nobody longer. in my family sees this podcast. And um, I, I am making a lot of great friends down here too. So you know what? If I had to stay, I'd be okay with that. All right. Well. Uh, the Granger family, I apologize, but um, <laughs> Gene ain't coming. <laughs> well, we wish you the all the best. Checking all the 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 check boxes off. The punch list items are punched. The opening goes as planned. That it's super successful for you, uh, the city, and Marco and the Inky Hub, and all the people that join. Wish you uh, the very best. Look forward to venture out in February. Thanks, Tim. We are too. And so, um, yeah, so opening, we, we're, we're in Portsmouth already opening here, Hampton, the first week of January. Uh, go to www.theincuhub.com uh, to check out our services, how to sign up for space, uh, our contact information. Uh, anyone interested, please get in touch. We hope to hear from you. And thank you both, uh, both of you. It's been a really fun uh, hour. Thank you. Peace. Thanks for being here. Cheers. Cheers.